Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest, Seth Wyatt, and he's the founder of Wyatt Works Plumbing. How are you this afternoon, Seth? Hi, David. Thank you very much for having me today. This is great. I'm doing well and looking forward to uh, speaking with you. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, be with us on the show today. Uh, please kick us off in the show with why you started. Why did you start Wyatt Works Plumbing? So as I grew up in the plumbing industry, actually in Cleveland, Ohio, my dad had a small business. Um, you know, it was the typical plumber story. Dad was running around in an old rusted out van and my mom was taking the phone calls. And as my two brothers and I grew up, we, we dabbled in the business, helping out dad on jobs and things like that. <clears throat> Well, after I grew up, I definitely wanted to, the, the plumbing business at that point wasn't overly glamorous and I wanted to venture out and ended up going to school in, in Charlotte, North Carolina and doing some other, doing some other stuff. I worked for a marketing company and I worked for some really big corporations and brands and some great stuff. Um, but as I, as I continued to develop my career and after working with other companies, I, I really wanted to find something that I could be passionate about, something that I knew would be helpful to the world and our communities and people. And as you know, if, if you really think about it, the plumbing business is, is so essential to our, our everyday life. And it's something that we had, you know, I had knowledge in and uh, my brothers still worked in Ohio and, and worked on the business. And so I eventually came back around to them and, uh, you know, said, hey, I'm kind of in a, at a crossroads here in my career. And I know that, you know, the plumbing business is something that will, should never go away. I can't see how it ever would. And uh, so we, we decided to, to grow the business. And part of that was opening a brand new uh, department and branch down here in, in Charlotte. And um, I just wanted something I could be passionate about that I know when I'd go home at night and, um, you know, go to bed that I did something that helped people and that was able to, um, you know, protect the health of the nation, if you've ever heard of that before. And, and um, that's what that's really, I think, why I'm doing it, something I can be passionate about, get up every day and be excited for. And um, so far, so good. Excellent. I always love entrepreneurs that come from entrepreneurs. I think you're raised differently. Your mentality is different. Your work ethic's different. So walk us through a little bit about what it was like to grow up in an entrepreneur household. Your dad's a plumber, your brother's a plumber. Uh, obviously, how he taught you how to do certain things and you try to do it your way. And I'm sure he was there quickly to correct you, especially at a young age. Uh, kind of walk us through what it was like, you know, what kind of hours you put in, what kind of expectations you set for you, things like that. Sure, that's a great question. I, I think the main thing with being around an entrepreneur, which is the definite, you know, my dad is an absolute entrepreneur. I mean, you couldn't be more <clears throat> qualified as one. Um, in a lot of ways, it's, it's not super glamorous. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of struggles, a lot of uh, independent time where you have to figure things out on your own, where you might not have the finances or the, 
the capital to to pay somebody else to do something. Um, so as you know, growing up, it, there was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things that that wasn't wasn't very. They weren't very glamorous. So um, very very late nights. I remember working with my dad on plumbing jobs. You, you'd sometimes you know eleven, twelve o'clock in the morning sometimes um, to get stuff done and to you know to make money and and make it happen. So one lesson I I think that I've always learned and will always take away um, from growing up in that type of environment. Um, is to you, it's like to do whatever it takes. And in our business, we call it consider it done. And that's to, no matter what you're faced with, the it, whether it's a job, a task, a problem with somebody, a challenge with an employee, you do whatever you need to do to make sure that you get that finalized and finished with a no excuse mentality. And that lifestyle, whether it's your personal and or work professional, if you apply that, you can really push through some some hard stuff. And if any entrepreneur, I think, would, would tell you the same thing, you're going to be challenged with things that you never even imagined or thought might come up. Um, and you don't always, you know, you're not always in the in the, the limelight. People aren't always looking at you as as some glamorous being that you're, oh, he's an entrepreneur. He's so cool. He's so successful. There's a lot of time that it takes to get to a point where, um, you can enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. So I think, you know, that whole attitude of, of pushing through, not making excuses, handling whatever's in front of you was probably one of the biggest takeaways I've learned and continue to apply to my, my personal and my professional life today. That makes perfect sense. And I think every entrepreneur teaches their children that mentality because, you know, you're working on commission. There is no salary. There is no cushy anything. You eat what you kill, mm -hmm. so to speak. And I think if you can learn yes. at a young age, uh, it'll take you a lot further than, you know, that expecting that plus job, that big salary right out of school and worth more than you think you are and all those different things. Uh, give me an idea, because I know this is going to be an interesting answer. What age did you start helping your dad in plumbing work? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. It's almost hard for me to give the number, but I have the memory in my head. Uh, I, could, I, I know it was very, very, very young. Um, I remember being in a, a sewer trench where we were installing a new outside sewer and be looking up at the top and seeing that the snow caps from the, uh, you know, from the recent snowfall and being way down in the ground, you know, you're, you're, I don't know, maybe, you know, 10 years old or something like that. Um, so it, it was always like, I would jump in the truck with, with my dad in the summertime and maybe my older brother and it was you know it wasn't always consistent we, we he got us as we needed but i think he just his whole idea there was more exposing us to what's going on giving us an experience and uh you know just showing showing us something that was unique and i i always appreciated that sure well 10 years old obviously is a great age to start and mm -hmm. uh, people always ask me you know how, how young do you start the kids like my eight-year-old will come to my kiosk at south park mall just to give out business cards. And he felt like that's an accomplishment. I was like, well, they didn't buy anything, but at least you gave out a card. You passed out the information. So good job. And when they say, yeah. no, I'm not interested, he kind of drops his head and is kind of sad. But like, you know what? It'll happen for the rest of your life. Just keep pushing forward. And I think it's a great thing to teach at a young age. My 12-year-old daughter, same thing, worked the kiosk. And if I have to use the restroom, I know she can hold her own. There was one day where she had the biggest sale of the day while I was using the restroom and getting a drink. So, <laughs> and she's 12, you know, so. 
I'm sure dad felt the same situation where he needs a, a bathroom break or a food break and he knows you know what you're doing and you can hold down the fort while he's gone, which is a great thing to teach. I think a lot of yes. people that uh, don't have the entrepreneurship parents wait to 14, 15, 16 to start working. And some of the habits may not be as strong as they could have been if they had started working younger. And uh, I, I just think a lot of great things come from parents that allow their kids to work at a young age. Obviously not child labor type issues or 40 hours a week or anything crazy. But mm -hmm. I think even five or 10 hours a week, just understand the trade and the business and getting that work ethic and, hey, what do you want? Okay, well, you can earn it. And once you yeah. earn it, then we can go to the Lego store and buy something versus, Dad, I want Legos. Okay, let me go drop 150 bucks on your Lego set. If that young man is working and doing his part and helping you make money, then it's a lot easier to say, hey, let's go to the Lego store and, and you can buy, you can pick out something that's $25 because that's how much you earn today working for me. And it gives them that mentality of work and pay. You're trading time for money and you've earned it versus just being given it. I think it makes a big difference. Yes, absolutely. And, and just the, you know, even if you're, you know, you're too young to really do much, just the exposure aspect of, of seeing what a work environment's like and having some sort of understanding of it is, is absolutely has an effect on you as, as growing up. And I mean, I know it does and uh, couldn't agree with you more. Fantastic. So when did the Charlotte division of Wyatt Works Plumbing open up? We opened up. I did my first service call on April 15th, 2019. 2019. So now you're talking two years, almost two and a half years later. Uh, as yeah, you try to grow the business, got to hire people, you got to buy trucks. What mistakes have you made along the way? And ultimately, what did you learn from those mistakes? So the first thing that comes to mind, which, you know, if I were to probably really take some time, I could write a, a, a never ending list. But I think that one of the first things that I noticed where I made a mistake was, is not bringing on the right people and settling for somebody that in the back of your mind, you know, deep down that they're not the right person. And we strive on ethics, on treating customers fairly, doing the right thing, having honesty and integrity and I've, I've had a few people come through as, you know, we really want to grow the business and we need somebody that has the technical skill, which is very rare to find in the, in the plumbing trade. And I, I've, I've brought people on that just weren't the right fit. They didn't fit us uh, for our culture. They weren't pleasant to work with. They were great plumbers. They could do work all day, but they were grungy and they were even possibly dishonest. And, all the time it takes to onboard somebody, hire somebody, train them with our, our processes and how we do things, and then push them out into the field and have them introduce themselves to our, their, our customers, all to retract all of that and disassemble it and then have the anxiety and, you know, you're waking up at night thinking about it. That kind of stuff really uh, can really set you back. So, the, you know, to, to sum that problem up, I think that your people are probably your biggest and most important investment and to be very careful and selective on who you should bring in and be very quickly to move people on that are not the right fit for you. I couldn't stress that enough. Yeah. One of my favorite phrases, hire hard 
and train easy. Mm. And we all follow the trap as an entrepreneur because we have a, a void to fill. Oh, we have 10 jobs. I can only do five a day. I got to find someone that can do the other five jobs. So I don't lose those opportunities. And two things happen to entrepreneurs, in my opinion. One, they don't realize that person working by themselves is a reflection of your brand. If they don't do a mm -hmm. great job, they don't have the honesty and integrity and work ethic and people skills that you have. That's now a ding on your reputation. It's a ding on your brand that you can only take so many dings with social media and Google reviews and Facebook reviews and still have a working business that can grow and, uh, and be successful. Uh, and number two, it's just a matter of making sure that they're ready. They're prepared to do the job right. Because again, you're dealing with plumbing, you're dealing with water potentially, you're dealing with mm -hmm. you know, things that can cause more damage if it's not fixed properly. And that can lead to additional social, you know, social media problems as well. So hire yes. hard, train easy, I think is just a great, uh, I don't know, philosophy to live by just to keep yeah, you from having phrase. those challenges later on. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that phrase for sure. I'll, I'll mark that one down. But that's that's <laughs> summed up exactly, exactly right. And and that was really important. An another another challenge, I think, or mistake, I would say is. And I try to be pretty, pretty serious with this is identifying what is truly, truly important, because when you're growing your business or starting a business or we're working every day in your business, even after you've been, you know, operating for a while is identifying. Somebody said to me one time, um, first things first, second things never. And that, that just rings true to me because you can start doing all these things and spreading yourself really thin, working on all these little projects and side things and whatever they may be when, the most important thing that is really going to move the needle that much more is sitting right in front of you. And a lot of times it's the most undesirable thing to do. And um, I just found myself, and again, I think it's a daily challenge. I've by no means have mastered it, but especially as you know, as you start up, it's like, what is truly the next thing that I need to do to continue to grow this business and, or to continue to open this business and not get sidetracked by other things that still might be important just not right at that time. Right. Yeah, definitely to prioritize for sure. Mm -hmm. So Seth, share with us a success story. Maybe it was a tough client. Maybe it was a, a tough hire that turned out to be a great addition to the company. You know, just looking back on these last year and a half or almost two, you know, two and a half years, mm -hmm. um, what do you think is a great success story? Maybe it was a uh, some feedback from a customer. Maybe it was just a, a great hire that's turned out to be a great addition to the company. What would you consider to be a success story for the last two and a half years? Well, there there have been a few really good ones. Again, if I could just comment on the the consider it done, which is our slogan. You know, we, we the consider it done attitude, which we try to you know empower everybody to have, um, rings true with our with our field experts that we have. Um, I remember a job I went to. A lot of times we get called and they're like, "You're the fourth plumber to be here." And I really, really need this figured out. And this, this story, which again, I probably have dozens of them, but this one, it was a pool of, for a swimming pool line. It wasn't the most traditional thing that we would work on. A swimming pool line that went down in the concrete underneath the pool and around to the other side. And this was a you know deep in-ground pool. The gentleman just bought his home. Uh, very stressed out, you know, having to move, selling his other home. 
and he and he was doing something and got a piece of rubber clogged in this line then his pool couldn't run and his whole pool turned green and he had some other people trying to figure out what to do and saying that he'd have to cut his whole pool out or rerun this new line and all these different things that could happen well um, we went over there very carefully and cautiously and we we have a sewer camera that we were able to get in that line and actually identify exactly where that blockage was without assuming that you have to redo the whole system there and um, we tried a few different things with with you know trying to cause as little damage as possible again without assuming that we have to do anything crazy um, and then we in the end we we had to open up a section of the ground there to access that pipe and find it but the end of that the end of that call and it was a hot summer day we did it I, I helped one of our technicians on it um, he and his wife came down afterwards and you could just see the the pressure and the relief all you know come out and of how happy they were to see this problem finally fixed after they've had multiple people come out and they've assumed all these things and they don't really understand you know a lot of people don't understand the ins and outs of plumbing which they don't need to but um so it was just really nice to you know see a customer finally after having so many different contractors and people look at it with no real clear explanation uh be able to, you know, be relieved from that pain and continue to move forward with moving into their new home. Exactly. And just the fact that they can, like you said, enjoy the house now. Like you said, there's mm -hmm. so much stress and move it in. And then all of a sudden, everything's supposed to be brand new. There should be no customer service issues, no appliances having problems. And you have this line, this issue with the line, the pool. It's like in the wife and the kids just want to enjoy the pool. They can't if it's yes. green. <laughs> yes, exa exactly. No, I'm yeah, sure they're exactly. inviting friends just... over like, hey, we're closing the house. You can come over and swim. And dad's like, hey, hey, hold your horses. Not quite yet. We don't want to turn it into the green monster. Let's figure <laughs> out what's wrong with the pool first. And then we'll invite your friends over to go to the pool. Uh, yes. So obviously that's a great relief for them and their family, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, it was really, really excellent. And that's such a, uh, you know, going back again, why do you start the, why do you start the company? Why do you do this? And that's definitely one of the reasons why to be able to see that and we've seen that with a lot of things a lot of plumbing issues where so many you know it's it's hard work and a lot of people can't figure stuff out or they just don't want to figure it out they want to let me just swap out your toilet or let me change your faucet and instead we try to come at it of that whole philosophy that like no matter what problem you have regardless of what it is, we're going to take the time to figure out a solution for you and we will not give up on you. And it goes back to that entrepreneur uh, mindset. And so, yeah, that, we, we see a lot of that happen and it's really, it's really nice when that happens. And I want to reiterate your, your slogans. We talked about earlier, do whatever it takes, consider it done and no excuse mentality. And that's what everyone listening to the show needs to have as their plumber. And you're listening to Seth Wyatt, founder of Wyatt Works Plumbing uh, here in the Charlotte area. Uh, and please, I know all the listeners are anxious to get your information so they can hire you anytime they have a plumbing issue come up. So please share website, social media, whatever you want to share with the, the audience. Awesome. Well, th thanks for that opportunity. Sure. Uh, Facebook is Wyatt Works Charlotte, and that's spelled W-Y-A-T-T-W-O-R-K-S. Our main office line phone number is 704-825-5000 and you can check our website at 
wyattworksclt.com. So you can find us, find us there. You can find us on Instagram as well, wyattworkscharlotte. And uh, yeah, if you just search us, we're, we're out there and on Google and everything as well. So thank you for letting me uh, share that. Excellent. Well, Seth, it's been a pleasure uh, learning your story. I love hearing entrepreneurs' uh, story and how they grew up and how they're out there in the sewer at 10 years old trying to figure things out. I'm sure mom was a nervous wreck. Uh, make sure you take care of them. Look out for little Seth. They're like, oh, no, he's fine. Meanwhile, you're like knee deep and who knows what. <laughs> yeah. But it's a great, and that, that's, you know, that's really has created who you are today, which I think is fantastic. And those that are entrepreneurs listening to the show, get your kids to work as young as possible. There are no child labor laws that affect those kids. Obviously, you want to make sure it's age appropriate, but get your kids out there. They're going to learn so much from you just by watching you and they and let them do things that they're capable of doing and you're going to impact the rest of their life. So I hope Seth's been an inspiration to you today and you've learned a lot about what he's done and what his father did for him. And uh, again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Perky Collar Radio Show. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, David. It was really nice talking with you today. You as well, sir. Have a great day. See ya. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right, over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, lower your collar on top. Adjust to make sure it's even around the collar, and that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in elephant, R as in Robert, K as in kangaroo, Y as in yo-yo, LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Maggiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We solve clothing-related problems such as a droopy, saggy dress shirt collar, the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still properly, it unfolds, it falls down, the shirt that keeps coming untucked, collar stays that keep curling on you, and more and more issues with your belt, cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at perkyllc.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories. Bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy to wooden, even wooden ones that move, even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out perkyllc.com for all these great fashion accessories and innovative solutions.